Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I keep chasing her. Cause I know you know me back to I know myself. I'm asking you for help when I can't find out words. I said I know you know me better than I know myself. Still asking you for help, so I keep chasing Well, that song you were just listening to is called Her, and it is by none other than Jordan McGraw, who's my son. Now, you got to afford me a shameless plug here. I mean, to hear that song, download it, and others by Jordan, you can go to Spotify, just search Jordan McGraw, and then click follow, and you can have a whole playlist of his songs. Now, I say afford me a shameless plug because... In 19 years of doing my own show, and five years on Oprah before that, ask yourself how often you have seen or heard from Jordan. And the answer is going to be not very often. Well, today, we're probably going to find out why, because I'm going to ask why. And he also has a huge announcement that's particularly relevant to all of us that have been pinned up in quarantine during this pandemic. And I'm going to confess, he probably even wouldn't be here today, but he has a new wife, Morgan Stewart, and I think she kind of dragged him in here by the ear. He's got a smile on his face right now, so he's not too upset about it. But they also have a new baby, Ro, and she's as cute as a button. So this is a really special fill in the blanks for me because the guests are so special. Not only is this the launch, of a new season of Fill in the Blanks. It's actually a sneak peek of the new season of Fill in the Blanks because I told you all I was gonna launch on May 25th and I'm sneaking up on you with this really special episode because when I get a chance to sit down with Jordan and get him in front of a mic and a camera, I ain't passing it up and I ain't waiting for a week. It's the launch of a new season and a sneak peek at the season. So special launch, special guest, special day. Here we go. So welcome to Fill in the Blanks. Thank you so much. Listen, a lot has happened in the last year. Think about it. We're here in May. Mm -hmm. And where were you May this time last year? We were in Malibu. Uh, Yeah, Malibu. Babyless, not married. Not leaving the house. You weren't even engaged, right? No, we were not. We were nothing. We were just date. Well, we were not, well, not nothing. nothing. We were not nothing. <laughs> Yikes. We were dating. We were together. But we were, what were we doing this week last year? See, I'm analyzing everything you say. So when you say yeah, slips know. like that, I, I'm, I'm like, writing that down over here. Makes me nervous every time. I'm like, oh. Um, no, we were basically, yeah. We were, we were d- just doing absolutely nothing. Together. A lot of Aperol spritz. It was, yeah. It was my birthday week, yeah. right? This time yeah. last year. So we were just hanging out. Yeah. 
Now, for people that may not know, both of you are in the business. You're, yep. you're both entertainers. Mm-hmm. Morgan, you're the host of a lot. <laughs> e Nightly Pop yep. and E Daily Pop. You've yep. actually hosted four shows mm-hmm. on E, right? What are the four? So, well, I've done. I've got. I've done. Daily pop, I guess only three. Daily pop, nightly pop, and then I do a digital show called Necessary Realness. Right, Necessary which is Realness. Enough. Okay, that's, a lot. that's enough. So it's yeah. three, not four. Three, not four. Unless I'm forget. Well, I guess I do red carpet. Okay, we'll call it yeah. four ish. Okay, four ish. Almost four, yeah. Okay, and you've been doing that for how long? <sighs> three and a half years. Three and a half years? Okay. Yeah. And before that, you were on a reality show. A reality show. We don't on, talk about it that much. And that was on <laughs> E, right? Yes, it was on okay. E. Okay, and Jordan, you are a performer, a musician, and you have been through a series of bands. We'll talk about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But now you perform just as Jordan McGraw. I do. And you have a band, but you don't perform as a band. You perform as an individual performer, right? Yeah. I get the best of both worlds because mm-hmm. I get to do it by myself and then surround myself with the best musicians who would probably never agree to just be in a band with me. So Yeah, so why do I look out in the crowd on the days that you let me come, the nights that you let me come occasionally? <laughs> they have uh, a back door. <laughs> and I have to hide out. But I look out there and I see thousands of T-shirts that say, Jordan McGraw is not a country singer. What, what is that all about? Well, you can't, you can't say it doesn't sound a little country. It does sound country, I yeah. guess. But It was just a joke that I, I think the, right when I first announced the tour – opening for the Jonas Brothers, I think you know, like probably a hundred comments came in saying, why are they taking a country guy out? And so I made a t-shirt for myself just as a joke. And then people started asking for them. So I, I made a few and then it wound up being the most popular shirt I had on tour. Well, yeah, because you see tons of them yeah. in the crowd. People love to wear them. They're just a simple t-shirt, yeah. you know, white it's on black. The, it's but... the dumbest idea in the world, which is why I guess it worked out. Yeah, I guess so. But now... I want to go back to talking about YouTube for some things that people may not know, because people are always interested about family. Mm-hmm. And actually, YouTube dated, what, 11 years ago? 12 now? 11 or 12 like, years is ago? Is it going on 12 now? Yeah. I yeah. always just say 10, because I just, just... It's been 10 for so long, but he's yeah. right. It's probably like 11, yeah. 11 years, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So you dated like 11 years ago for how long? Uh, no. Do you want to answer that? I don't, I don't know. How long in your mind? Um, probably like a year, a year, yeah, a year, a year and a half, a year, yeah, a year. You were pretty thick then, right? We were like very. We were a couple, like a real yeah. couple back then for yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. yeah, and then we just. And you were kids. I mean, you we were kids. Yeah, and then you went your separate ways. Yep. Yeah, and you've both been into a lot of career things. Mm-hmm. You've been in different relationships. Yep. And then you come full circle totally, and come back together again. How did that happen? It's still so crazy. I, I See, think I've about asked it. him and he won't talk about it. He's like, yeah. Yeah, well, no, but it's, it's, my, it's a huge yeah, deal. I mean, my answer is, it, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it just, it, it's not like a cop-out answer. It just kind of happened. Like it just it was meant to be. It just kind of just. Yeah, I mean, I think there there was a little bit of effort. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I think we, we broke didn't trip up and fall on each other. Yeah, well, we broke up. Obviously, we, as you said, we went on to different relationships, different career things, and then we both became single around the same time. Right. And I had kind of kept up with Erica and Jay throughout the years here and there, and I had run into you a few times randomly, right. which was weird. And then I don't know. I think what around. Was this two years ago now? May? We started yeah. chatting. I, the, the whole, that there's a middle year deleted. Right. But 
Right. It's not, it feels like yesterday. But and then yeah, we just started talking. Ago. And we were he was on tour and I was in New York at the same time and we saw each other and then he had come home around January that time and we just kind of kept continuing to talk. And I was like, there is no way this is going to be a relationship again. He's just single. He's on tour. He's doing whatever, messing with me. And I don't know, it just kind of worked out. Yeah. And, and then, then it really worked out. And she came to Paris. And then, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. But yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that over all of that decade, yeah. because usually when there's a relationship and then a breakup, it's like the family breaks up too. But during that 10 years, yeah. you continue to have a relationship mm-hmm. with, you know, as you say, Erica and Jay yep. and Robin. Yep. And I saw you a time or two. I saw you at CBS a couple of times Absolutely. and stuff. And it was always very friendly. Mm-hmm. We always were happy to see each other. Absolutely. Which is, it was an odd vibe. There was always this warmth yep. with you and everybody in the family. I always felt that too. Even if I didn't run, I always kind of had such fond memories. I always, I carried the relationship with me over the decade. I had certain items that he had gotten me from that time that I still have now that like, there's no reason for me to have them. It just, it really did sort of, it was always sort of set up to be what it is now. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's that's, nuts. that's the fancier way of saying it was just yeah. supposed to happen. Yeah, I extended the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was interesting that all of that kind of warmth and friendliness carried on, and then you two connected. Mm-hmm. Did you see each other first time in New York? I think so, yeah. Was that the first time? Yeah, I think so. Because you were touring that whole time. Yeah. But then you went to Europe. The tour went on its European leg. Yeah. yeah. And you were in Europe, and then the next thing I know... You were meeting him in Paris Mm -hmm. for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Just after Valentine's Day, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we finished the tour in Paris. So I had kept trying to get her to come somewhere. And then I guess it had to be Paris. And I think we were in Paris for, I'm not kidding, I begged work to take off. I flew there for three days. Yeah, you I was were, back yeah. at work on like Friday morning. They were like, you can go. You have two days. So I like think two days was travel and yeah. two days was just in the you city. Were, yeah, you were a zombie when we got back. Because there was, she didn't have any time to like nope. get on that clock or anything. Nope. And as soon as she landed, I had a show, and so it was like, nope, no resting. You got to come with me. Yeah, that was hardcore. Well, you'll always have Paris. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So having not been around him for all of those years, mm-hmm. and then just kind of connecting a little bit, what was the first show you saw him perform? In Paris. Yeah. Oh, that was the Paris show. You that didn't was, see him in New York. Yeah, and I'm no. now I'm thinking, is that the only time I've seen you perform? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. that was the end of the European tour and the pandemic hit right, right. then. Yeah, we made it Everything out. shut down. Yeah. yeah. I think we, I think like two shows before that was Milan. And when we were in Paris, it was like breaking news that Milan was right. kind of shutting down. It was like chasing you out of Europe, right? Yeah. We barely made it. Yeah. And so you performed where in Paris? Um, something I can't pronounce, but it, huge. Huge. That it was, was a huge show. That was one of the bigger venues. Yeah. It was like 15,000 people or something. Yeah. And so you had dated him 10 or 11 years before. Then the first time you see him perform, because he was a musician then, of course. Mm -hmm. But he was performing at like the Roxy and the Whiskey and stuff. You were. You were were doing that. Yeah. And then you see him in Paris at this giant arena. And his name's up on the screens in like Mm 12-foot letters and stuff up there. What was your reaction? I I was shocked and blown away. I mean, I'm obviously, so I do stuff in front of the camera. There is no amount of money you could pay me to get up and perform in front of those many people. I mean, there's just no way. So I remember that I was backstage with you and you did kind of like a little stretch before. 
you got up the steps and I was like, well, is he like this casual about it? I don't even think you changed from the day. It was just like so casual, jumped no, up the steps. This is the last just, day of the tour. I was like. No, like in a very cool way. And then just kind of went up there. And I remember standing in front with his manager and, and JT, I guess both of them. And I was just, I have videos of the crowd. They were lights everywhere. It was pitch black. And then he was performing and I was like, I can't even believe this is happening. Like this is bananas. So. And then she made fun of my. My famous person voice, my onstage. Oh, oh, I love the onstage. What's up, guys? It's like it, it, it has such a specific tone. It's just how I talk. No, I just no, don't no. talk much. It's the famous voice comes out when you do things like that. Yeah. What's up, guys? The TikTok voice that's like all across <laughs> anything you do, but you're not doing it right now. This is because you're comfortable with your dad. Maybe. Yeah. I'll do it later. Yeah. So this is Hello Paris voice. It was just. It's this very specific. You'll see it come out. It comes out. I'm sure he. Social knows. media. I'm sure he knows. What's up, guys? This is Jordan McGraw. Good. Yeah, like they don't know. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> it's to remind myself. Yeah. 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 It's a good voice. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So then you spend time in Paris, you come back, and we go into quarantine. Yeah, so we were in Paris we had February, like, and then... Yeah, there was like a there was like a week or two where, before quarantine, where it was like kind of weird. Right. And I was living in a hotel. Right. Oh my God, that was and, so long ago now. Yeah, and then it, it, I think you texted me and were like, "This, you should probably get somewhere more comfortable. In a hotel room. Yeah, I knew what was coming because yeah. we were meeting with Viacom and CBS and they were saying, look, guys, we're getting ready to shut down Paramount Lot. I knew what was coming and yeah. I was talking to the CDC and you were living at the Beverly Hills Hotel, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much to your dismay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought it might be a good idea if you got somewhere a, a little yeah. more comfortable and long term. Yeah. So at that point, you moved to Malibu, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you guys moved in together in Malibu. Yeah, almost immediately. Yeah. I feel like that was, I don't know. It was just like, oh, you want to come? Yeah, yeah, I'll come. All right. And I was like <laughs> done working that week too. Yeah. And then we just It all happened at the same, like, I, th I think it happened like the next day. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you had to find a place like right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because really you had quick. sold your house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you were homeless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nothing says homeless like the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. So you move in together out there. So how much did that play a role in this relationship getting supercharged? I think because it could work or it could bust. I, I mean, think that was kind of twenty four seven. I mean, you were you. I mean, you called it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was really that was just we were so blessed because we were both sort of on the same timeline and wanted to be in something serious, but we really didn't know. And the second we got to Malibu, I think I had my own place and I went home like just to d justify like paying the rent. Yeah. And I remember you, it, it was just like, I think one of the most impressive things to you was that I could take the trash out or something. I remember you calling your mom and be like, yeah, no, it, he can actually function. Yeah, I was because we had. <laughs> I mean, we were. Me. I mean, we, I didn't know. I mean, we were completely isolated. Obviously, we were in Malibu, so we were even more isolated. We didn't get to go to any sort of restaurants. We were like completely on lockdown. We were doing all of our own dishes, all of our own cooking, all of our own everything. 
And that's a lot to like in a new relationship. Usually the beginning, it's like fun and you're, you're, yeah, you're going, dating. you're dating. Yeah, yeah. It's the honeymoon stage. And we kind of just like fell right into Full like, domestic. can you both, and we both really, we liked each other and it was easy. Yeah, you're making beds, doing laundry, yeah. Everything. cooking, doing dishes. We're both still Absolutely. alive, so. Yep. Cleaning mirrors, cleaning bath. I mean, it was just full on quarantine like everybody went through. And I think that we really adapted to that very quickly yeah. under not such great circumstances. So yeah. how deep into it did you start realizing, you know what? Yeah. This, uh, this this feels right. Yeah. I think we talked about it pretty quick. I think it was immediate. And yeah. I think as crazy as we were, I think immediately we both, I mean, so many people ask me, well, was Roe an accident? How did that happen? And I think we were both very much like, no, this is, we see each other with each other and we want to have that next phase. And We didn't know it was going to happen, right? We didn't know it was going to happen that quickly. <laughs> that was a little bit of a, not a shock, a happy surprise, yeah. but it was instantaneous but i think immediately we were like this is this is it yeah well it's one of the mcgraw boys there you go i mean it was i mean quick i will say it was like we, i was like this yeah. is and then i think we took like 68 tests Talk it was about like not having stage fright nope <laughs> um. so you find out right away mm -hmm. you decide right away look this is for real so yeah. you decided if we have a baby that's okay we're good with that yeah, yeah. That so, sounds so crazy to then, say now. And then like two days later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I really do feel like, I, I, for me, I felt like, okay, this feels like. Totally. Yeah. There were, no, neither one of us had like a, oh, you know. Yeah. It was like happy the, happy the whole time. I think there yeah. was an underlining comfort there that like, even if like, God forbid, something didn't work out, like I was like, this is the person that I can have a child with. He will be there no matter what. You know? Yeah. I just felt comfortable in that way. Yeah. So how about you? You've dated her 11 years ago, yeah. and then you reconnect, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you can't turn on the TV, mm -hmm. and she's not on there. I mean, she's yeah. the host of the nightly show and the daily mm -hmm. show, and she's on the red carpet. She's doing a digital show. She's everywhere. I mean, obviously, her star has taken off. So what was your reaction? I mean, it just it's kind of the same. It just felt like there was no lapse in you know that feeling of, I guess just being comfortable around each other. There was no like, mm -hmm. there was no like restart. It was just kind of like, oh, hey, there you are. Okay, cool. And then I, it was like, I think the most telling part for me was because the second leg of the American tour ended and she had seen me in New York sometime in the first leg. And so we were able to hang out in the like two week break I had before Europe. And then I went to Europe and... I remember the like for the first time on tour feeling like I wanted to get back home. And so Oh yeah. I was like, okay, well that's that's new. And I think also for us, I mean, we both like that the other person has something to do and a passion and it's not just like one's waiting on the other person. We both have things to fulfill our yeah. day. We both want to go and pursue things and I think that that's important because we're both additive in our own way to the relationship. It's not like we're just I'm not on his schedule and he's not on my schedule. Well, now we're on Rose's schedule. Well, now we're on Rose's schedule, right. But yeah. still. No, we're not on either of our schedules. When you go back on tour, you know, yeah. it's still, I still have something to do yeah, and exactly. we can make that work. Yeah. So at this point, you guys both have careers. Yep. And as you say, you're not sitting at home waiting for the other one to get there because right. you're both busy while the other one's busy. Mm -hmm. 
And has that worked out for you? I mean, the yeah. give and take of that, you roll with it with each other? Because both of you have very yeah. busy careers. I think we're on the precipice of that now. We've been obviously very blessed with the quarantine because we've spent so much time together, more time than any couple probably would have if that had not happened. I was able to film during my whole pregnancy at home because nobody was going into the into the building. And I think now as things start to open up and he's going to start to talk about going back on tour again and I'm going to be working, I think it's going to be our first sort of test of like, how we ebb and flow through that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, he lives and breathes music and yes. tour. So Robin and I, when we're talking to him in Europe and he's getting homesick, it ain't to see us. Yeah. <laughs> and so for the first time ever on tour, Aww. he's wanting to get back home. We yeah. said, yeah, there's something real going on here. Yeah. He's missing Morgan. He's wanting to get back home. So we knew this was the first time ever because mm -hmm. you've been on tour time and time and time. Yeah. It's the first time. That's what I mean. I I was I and, and I had never toured Europe either. So you know, it was like you would think that I would be. And I was well, I was having fun. It wasn't like I was sulking around. Like <laughs> Kevin, can we talk? Yeah. You know, but um, <laughs> but you know, it was just like it was that this is cool, but you know. Yeah, it was. And definitely I would stay up all night until she was awake or done with work to be able to talk to her and stuff. So I was getting like no sleep, which I'm sure didn't make being homesick any better. Right. No, but. it was definitely like a gravitational pull. And then I think we spent, I think New Year's was the time we were both like, okay, this is. Yeah. We were we apart, should, we were apart on New one. Year's and we were like, well, this doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. 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 So Morgan, which one of you is the most romantic? Do you think it's you? Yeah. I'm pretty good too. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> okay, fine. He's probably more romantic, but I think we're both e equally thoughtful. Yeah, totally. You're more thought out. I'm thoughtful. Okay. I, Is that fair? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know. You had a whole birthday you didn't know about. Yeah, totally. You did not know about. I did not know. Nope. About, no. So we're both romantic. He's probably more romantic, but I, I'm thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. So how do you describe yourself, Morgan? When you describe who you are career-wise, how do you describe yourself? I mean, you're a host, of yeah. course, but how do you describe yourself? Um, God, I've never had to, just in therapy. <laughs> my inside, my outside. Um, I guess I'm a personality. You mean like adjectives, yeah. like things I mean, that, are you a comedian? Are you a... I'm a, what are you I'm a very funny non-comedian. <laughs> so I'm not a comedian. I'm just more of a... Yeah, I mean, how? I don't even know. I guess I'm just... I'm not a comedian. I would call you a comedian. I'm you just not don't a do stand-up. I'm not a comedian in the sense that, right, like I'm not getting up and doing stand-up, but I, I have a very um, quick wit that helps me engage with people in a way that is fascinating and interesting. Yeah, you're a banter, observational comedian. There you go. You banter with people yes. and you have observational comedy. You observe yes. things and- Yeah. But you're never mean-spirited. Thank you. I, I never <laughs> Do you agree with that? <laughs> no, in your yeah. I see you, I watch Thank you. You're you. never mean-spirited. You might comment on somebody or something, but it's never mean-spirited. Good, I'm glad that it comes across that way. Sometimes I'm like, am I being mean? But I also think sometimes I don't really know what comes off as mean, so I question that, but I'm glad that it doesn't come off that way. Yeah, because I know what mean-spirited right. is, and, and you not. know people mean it when they mean to be mean-spirited, and they're just being chicken shit. And, yeah, Good. Or there's just people that are just having fun. Yeah, I'm definitely just having fun. Yeah. And trying not to take anything that we talk about on the shows too seriously because in the grand scheme of things, like, they're not. Yeah. They're not that important. So I just like to, you know, make light of it and have fun. And do you watch her? Yeah. I don't watch every every show. Not every... She doesn't like to watch herself. So I don't... Oh. I rarely watch Nightly Pop because she's sitting next to me. But... Um, 
I watch every I watch pretty much every daily pop. Yeah. And I watch every necessary realness. Do you give her feedback? No, she's so good at it. I I'm like Sometimes I feel like you do. Like yeah, sometimes I mean, I'm I'm not like afraid to give her feedback. I just think she's really good at it. So it's it's there's never anything really to say about it. Yeah. You know. Well, I think I'm pretty good at it. I get a lot of feedback. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Robin I need gives all me a lot the feedback because I mean she's got a feminine point of view, so mm-hmm. I really need her. She usually to, asks me too, like yeah. if, all the time before, like she'll show me a necessary realness before it goes up and ask my opinion there. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I'm not offering it up every time. I think you also know, like if I'm not at my full potential that day, or yeah. if things are a little bit shaky, because I definitely get nervous still every time I do a show. I'm still like a little nervous. Yeah, well, I was going to ask both of you that because both of you have been doing this for a long time. Yeah. You've been doing Mm -hmm. multiple shows for three plus years. And you've done how many live shows, Jordan? I don't know. Hundreds? Yeah, a thousand. Do you get nervous before you go on stage? No, I I very intentionally stopped letting myself get nervous. I just decided I'm not going to get nervous. So I don't get nervous. That's just a conscious decision. Do you get up? I get very like... Huh, all right, let's go do it. And then I get excited. You know, it's very like, I th- and I think that's part of me not letting myself get nervous because I, I get, like I get anxious at a party. You know, like I don't like going to a party and like making small talk and like figure, like don't leave me alone at a party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless Noted. I know everybody there. But, um, but I think with, with live shows, I just kind of decided I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste time being nervous because it's a fun thing to do. And then I think I just quickly realized that there's nothing really to get nervous about. Yeah. I hate to tell you that, but I guess under the category of like father, like son, my personal hell is a cocktail party. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I mean, that is my personal small, hell. Small talk to me. I don't think I'm interesting to talk to small talk wise. Uh-huh. I'm not interested in what they have to say no. small talk wise. Yeah. So I would rather get a root canal yeah. than and I think, <laughs> be alone at a at a cocktail party. I think people think I'm an asshole sometimes too because I'm so quiet. Yeah, and, and I usually am judging you, but I'm not meaning to put it on my face. I just you know I'm like you observe. I, I think I it's fascinating to me to watch people try to make small talk when it's not necessary. It's more that I'm amused at that idea, but then you try to rope me into it, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. But put me on stage, I'll do, I have no problem. You could put me in front of, you know, 100,000 people and say, kill five minutes. And no problem. That doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> I'm better at the cocktail party. <laughs> I yeah. could do that all day. Totally. Yeah. I'm all the day. same way. You put me in front of 100,000 people with something to do, I'm fine. No way. I'd I mean, rather yeah. do that than be in somebody's living room having to chit chat. Yeah. I'm just insecure about that. I oh. don't. But I'd rather not do it. You, yeah, he really hates it. And I am the worst at it because I get stuck in it for 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to get myself out of it. Do you get nervous if you know the other one's watching you? No. No. Doesn't bother you? No. No, I'd rather her come watch. I think if I did like a live show and you were there, maybe I'd get a little like... Yeah. I guess we haven't done that yet, so we'll see. Were you guys nervous when the baby was born? When it was coming? Like when it was actually happening? No, just in the time leading up to it. I think we were, I don't think we were nervous. I think we were excited, but I think we were definitely anticipating like, this is going to be a very big change and how we yeah. were going to deal with that. Yeah, I guess we, I mean, who am I kidding? Of course we were nervous. Yeah. It yeah. Was, I don't, it wasn't like a, I wasn't nervous because I w- felt unprepared. 
Mm-hmm. I think I get more nervous at like at unknown things, and you know that's obviously pretty much every unknown thing that you could not yeah. know. Which is, I guess, you know, that's I guess maybe that's why I don't get nervous to perform is because I'm pretty I know pretty much everything that could possibly happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, baby was like I think we were okay. excited. I think yeah. we were excited. I think we were definitely like, how is this going to affect our dynamic and our life? Right. Like we want to make sure we still have our life and then we have a baby. And I feel like most people who have new babies, they can't separate the two. But we've done a yeah. good job, I think. Yeah. For the most part. Well, as funny as it sounds, you kind of had practice with the ding. Uh, completely. Yeah. With the dinger because oh. and dinger's their dog. <laughs> and so tell us about dinger. Dog. He has more energy than three babies. So kind of. Yeah. He might be cuter <laughs> than a baby. He really might. Not our baby, but no. every other baby. Right. But um, yeah, dinger is the literally the best dog that you could dream up. He's like the weird science dog. He's like you a know, human. If you, could, if you could like put all the traits of a dog that you want into a computer, they'd print out dinger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and where'd you get Dinger? Um, at the SPCA in Hawthorne. And you almost didn't get Ding, right? Yeah. Because some he, worker told you some crap. Yeah, somebody said that he he was temperamental and bipolar, and um, so he had a red dot on his tag. And so I guess that's why a lot of people were walking by and not paying attention to him, which wound up being good for me because mm. he was sitting there, and um, the lady that runs that the whole SPCA was kind of giving us, giving us a tour. And, um, you know, I was like sick of looking at, this sounds mean, but I was like, I, my, I was sick of looking at mangy dogs because it was it like made me feel bad that yeah. this, these dogs were like so uncomfortable. And so I was kind of hanging back and she didn't realize that I was kind of, you know, falling back on her tour. And I looked down and, um, Dinger was just kind of like, oh. Hey, man. And oh. I was just like, hey, I totally interrupted her. I was like, hey, what about him? And she went into the computer and saw what the red tag meant. She was like, that's not right. And so she took me into a pin, like one of the play pins, and brought him out. And I just kind of sat there with him for probably 30 minutes. And he, um, you know, did a bunch of zoomies. And then eventually he just kind of put his head on my lap. I mean, and if you know Dinger, that's the cutest thing in the entire world. Yeah. So meant to be. Meant to be. Your relationship with Dinger is like your relationship with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You both picked me. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah, so you got the Ding and you've yeah. had him how long? I don't know. Um, he's, because I don't know how old he is. Nobody nobody could guess how old he was because his, he has the energy still of a like a six-month-old puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the... Uh, um, but he's he's like a kind of funny in between size, so I think he's probably three years old, and I've probably had him two and a half years. Well, I guess not now, three and a half years. Huh. So he's he's probably closer to four. But he's a good 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 dude. And how is he with the baby? He's pretty indifferent. He goes up to her and kind of sniffs her and stuff now, but he's yeah. not. We haven't gotten like full connection between the two of them. But he definitely goes and notices her and spends. Yeah, s- quick he knows. Time. He knows. He's pretty uninterested though. After a second, he knows why she's there. Yeah, but once she I grows, think, yeah, because because she can't really interact with him, right? You yeah. know, obviously. But, but he sniffs her and all that. He oh, sniffed yeah. her. And he he licked her on the cheek yesterday, and she smiled. So they definitely. They're definitely communicating somehow. We yeah. just don't know how. It was interesting when you actually gave delivery because it was during quarantine mm-hmm. and so you couldn't have anybody there. Yep. We couldn't be there. Yep. Your parents couldn't be, nobody could be there, right? Right. right? So it was just the two of you. Yeah. 
In the delivery suite. Yeah, which is definitely not how I ever envisioned giving birth. I mean, I always figured my mom was going to be there in some capacity. And it was almost sort of like indicative of our relationship. We've always just been the two of us in everything that we've done. And that went, I mean, it, it went swimmingly now, but during it, during it, it was quite a long. Yeah, it was um, a long process. Strenuous experience for yeah. sure. Yeah, because I know at one time Robin... Didn't she like go get your mom? And yes. And then they came and waved at the windows. The yeah, they were down in the parking lot yeah. waving at the window so with balloons so and sweet. stuff so that you just knew they were yeah. there. Yeah. Very sweet. That really, and that was the morning we gave birth or the no, day that before. Was, that was the day that we got there. That was the start of our journey. Yeah. And it was a long journey. It was yeah. a long time. What was it like for you? Oh. Um, <laughs> uncomfortable. I, I didn't want to complain because obviously she was um, handling all the heavy lifting. But oh, yeah. They give you a couch with no cushions, basically, to sleep on, and uh, you know a thin napkin as a blanket. Yeah, but you don't want to complain. Yeah, no, I didn't. You can't complain. I complained afterwards. But to be fair, we were there longer. We we had to stay at the hospital three days, I think, because she was for her gestational age. She was a little bit small, but not. Was that what it was? Yeah, it was, it, we had to. She had various. They things kept that we coming had to, in and saying, "Okay, now we have to do this. Now we yeah. have to do this. Now we have to do this." Right. And at some point, we just kind of lost count. So, like for three days, and she was all she was it healthy was, and everything was fine. Yeah, it just turned into more like they would come in and say something and be like, "Is she fine?" Yeah, okay. Then what do we need to do? Yeah. So then you had to sleep on that very uncomfortable chair for three nights, which is yeah. a lot longer than most dads. So, so how has it changed your life? Because you both have careers, so you're yep. both busy with things. Mm -hmm. So how has it changed your life to have a baby? I think it's changed our lives in the best possible way. I mean, yeah. we are still sort of riding, like I'm obviously on maternity leave right now. I'm going to go back to work in two weeks. So I think that's going to be the first time that I'm like, oh, wow, like balancing out, like having to leave her and not being able to be with her all day. And then you're I think in be general, though, like it's, there's been no, I don't, not that any change would be negative necessarily, but there's been no like significant, like jarring of our normal life. Because we get to hang out with her, you know, yeah. she's she's so fun and so awesome. She's so cute. I mean, yeah. I think the past few weeks has been a little bit more stressful because she's had some gas issues, as I'm sure every mother has gone through with their own baby. So she's been screaming and fussy and upset. So I think that's been probably the taking her out, things like that's been the hardest. Yeah. But she's, she's. It's been the best change. She, it's easier than I thought it would be. Have you been taking her out some? Yeah. We're trying to take her out like, cause she's going to be three months on Sunday. So we are trying yeah. to sort of get her engaged in the real world, not have her. She's a little bit. She I loves think, being outside. Yeah. She loves being outside. She loves fresh air, but she's a little bit resistant to other people. So we're trying to like get her to be engaging yeah. and be a little bit more open. Don't want her to be a quarantine baby. But no, yeah. we want her to like get out and see that there's a whole world outside of her. She room. doesn't like cocktail parties either. She yeah. might. Yeah. She might. I don't think so. God. Yeah. <laughs> so you think you'll be able to be okay leaving her and going to work and. Oh, I think on the days that my schedule is pretty tight where it's just kind of like the morning shift and I don't have to stay and do interviews, I think I'll be okay. I think once the day is long, I'll probably have a little bit of a harder time with that. Yeah. yeah. And then having someone else help and it's just a lot, but I think it'll be okay. Do you plan to keep going with your career? Yes. hundred percent. So you don't want to be a stay at home mom at this point. I mean, not at this point. No, definitely not. Yeah. No. And your career has evolved. I mean, mm -hmm. you've done different things. Yep. It's always kind of been on the air and it's evolved. So it'll continue to evolve and you're good with that. Yes. I would love, I mean, as long as I'm happy doing it, I want to continue doing it. Yeah. I think I'm at the point in my life where I just, I still need to have something to do. I, I couldn't just spend my whole day being a mom. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just think for me, it's not fulfilling enough. Yeah, it doesn't feel right to you right now. No, not right now. Maybe if we have another baby, then I'll have to reevaluate. But for yeah. right now, I yeah. like it.
This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your career has evolved. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's talk about that for a minute because you've been through how many different significant bands? Significant bands. I mean... I, they're all significant at the time. Right. You know what I mean? You always think that that band is going to be the biggest band in the world. Right. But I, I would I would narrow it down to probably five. Yeah. And what four are they? And, four and now. The first one was pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but you know, it's like every, every piece of it is a learning experience. Yeah. And then you filled in for a band, right? Yeah, I played guitar in one called City Comma State, which... I was so excited about because one of the guys from Blink-182 started it and then he left, which kind of switched up a lot of the lineup and then I joined and then that was the first band I ever went on tour with, right? which was awesome. I don't remember most of it, but it was awesome. Yeah, but you learned a lot from that. Yeah, I mean, I think every... I learned something very valuable from every band. Yeah. So like you say, you've done different genres of music and you've done like a thousand live shows i always say i think somebody is blessed if because i know in my career i can say that everything i've ever done has prepared me for what i'm now doing Mm -hmm. yeah i mean whether it's a job that i had or you know being in private practice doing litigation work whatever it's all prepared me for what i'm now doing and i feel that way about you Every band you've ever been in, every live show you've ever done, every tour you've ever been on, it's all prepared you for what you're now doing. Totally. Nothing can go wrong now that I wouldn't be prepared for. Because you've had amps blow out, you've had ears go out, you've had power go out on stage. Nobody show up. I've had too many people show up. I've had um I've had an amp catch on fire. I've had a bus catch on fire. I've had, you know, literally anything. Yeah. People get sick. People, I mean, everything can go wrong, has gone wrong. Yeah. You think that, and then you'll find something else that goes totally. wrong. You always think that everything's the most important, but the music that you've done since you became a solo artist has really gotten traction and really blown up. Why do you think this is the time that has really blown up so big? Um, I, the short answer is because it's it's more me, but the long answer is because I I think just my personality is to kind of take care of everybody that I'm responsible for, and I've always kind of been in charge of the bands. I haven't always been the front person or the lead singer, but um, 
you know, I always felt a responsibility to make sure that everybody was happy. And while that made it a more, more of a fun experience for everybody than it could have been, I think it also hindered the, the, the opportunity that I could have just taken to make things um, the way that I thought they should be, which isn't always right, but um, is always genuine. And I, I think the most important thing that I've come to learn is that fans of music are human lie detectors. And so if it's not genuine, but it's good, they don't care. If it's genuine and it's the same level of good, it could be the biggest song in the world. And so I think I think I just I, I think the day that I decided to go by my name, I kind of like took on the, all the pressure in a good way. And I just like sat down and really decided what I wanted it to sound like and what it what would make me excited to perform it and what would feel genuine. And I think now I'm finally to the point where what I'm doing really feels authentic and and I have you know, all the experience to kind of lift it up with it, you know, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, I asked Morgan a second ago to describe herself, like who she was professionally. Um, how do you describe yourself? Mm, it's a hard question. Yeah. Professionally? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think one thing that's important to me is, a, a part of music that's important to me is the the aspect of it being an escape and being fun. And so I really try to make that a priority when I write songs and and put things together. So I would say I I I don't know. I would just say I I I I'm fun. I'm an escape, you know? I like that's that's the thing that makes me most happy about music. So that's the thing that I want to give people. And um I don't know. I, it's a hard fucking question. Yeah. To Did you see me drowning 15 yeah. minutes ago? I was I like, just, what, what yeah. am I I just got to the bottom of the pool. Yeah. It's um, not easy. Yeah, it's a long no. swim down. I told somebody in an interview yesterday, I'm a 90s kid making 80s music in the 2000s, which felt pretty. It's a hard one to follow felt too. pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. I hear what you're saying about authenticity though. I was interviewing Lyle Levitt recently, who's a big fan of yours, by the way. Okay. He's Love a it. really interesting guy. <laughs> yeah. And he said the way he knows whether a song's going to work for him or not is he said if he feels comfortable performing it in front of people. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what they think. If he feels comfortable mm. versus being embarrassed or awkward in front of people, he said, if I feel comfortable performing it, then I know it's going to work. Totally. That makes sense. Because he says, it's yeah. not like I really don't care what the audience thinks in the moment. If I feel comfortable doing it, mm -hmm. then I know they're going to like it. And if I'm not feeling comfortable, I know it's going to come off horribly. Yeah. And I thought at the time, I didn't say that at the time because it was about him, not you. But he said, <laughs> but I know you've said, it's got to feel real to me. Yeah, I think that's the hardest. What I've realized through all the bands that I've been in is that's the hardest thing to capture, which you would think would be, I think people think that it's the easiest thing. It's like, oh, just go be yourself. But to put yourself in song form is really hard, yeah. you know, because you have to really know, you have to know more than just what you want your song to be, you know. You have to know how it's going to come across, how you're going to convince people that it's authentic, how you're going to 
make a show out of it. And you've done some pretty dark music in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I tried everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have. You've done some pretty dark music yeah. in the past with torture and different things. And it didn't feel to me like it was you. Yeah. I mean, at the time, it uh, it was, you know, I wouldn't call it dark music. It was active rock. It was a little dark. But um, <laughs> I think what drew me to it was like the kind of rawness of it and the excitement, the like immediate gratification of excitement that comes from like heavy guitars and banging on loud stuff. It's like kind of why you start playing music in the first place is to be loud and, and whatever. And then I think it just kept building into more of itself, which wound up not being what I thought I was going to get from it. Yeah, because you were blowing up stuff, like buildings. Yeah, which was fun. I love fire. Yeah. But at some point, I remember being on tour and just, I just was kind of like, this isn't it. Just randomly one day, I was I was at a festival and was playing the main stage and there were thousands of people there and I was just kind of like not excited and I had every reason to be excited. And then not long after that, um, I was on tour and, um, we were having a party after the show and I was running the music and somebody came up and said, after seeing your show, I would never, ever in a million years guess that this is what you listen to. And it wasn't supposed to be an insult, but I was just like, Mm. wow. Yeah, that's pretty telling, you yeah. know. And then that was kind of it. It for that for me, I was like, I, I, I can't, can't keep doing this. Yeah, well, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. After the fact that you wanted to make music that you wanted to listen to. Yeah, and then I also decided I was going to sing, right then. Yeah. Now here's a hard question, and Morgan, I want you to help answer this. But you've been doing this now for 15 years. Yeah, maybe more. At least 15. And you've never let me help. Yeah. Morgan, I want you to help answer this. <laughs> and by that, I mean, you've never let me put you on the show. You've never let me promote your music. You've never let me leverage resources and assets to help you. Why is that? Um, I, I don't know. I think I'm stubborn is part of it. (laughs) Um, I want to do it my way and do it on my own. But then I think, you know, a large part of it is that you being famous, whether it's for something completely different, like, like is the case or not, um, people have always assumed that you're responsible for any success that I have. So the stubborn part of me digs my heels in and won't let you help at all just to prove a point that nobody will ever realize I'm proving. But um, that's part of it. And also I just, you know, I'm really proud of the work that I've put in to get better. And so it's it's also kind of just like a head down and keep chugging along kind of thing, you know? And I've always appreciated your support. But did you let trolls get to you? 
Um, I let trolls get to me in different ways, but it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily letting trolls get to me when it comes to you helping. It's just, you know. You want to create your own success. Yeah, I want to do it. But you do create your own success. Is my point. And it doesn't matter if we were completely estranged and hadn't spoken for 30 years and you had a big hit record, some jerk mm-hmm. would go on the internet and say, well, his dad's Dr. Phil. That's the only reason. Yeah, I know. That's the only reason he has a hit record is yeah. because his dad's Dr. Phil. If you hadn't spoken to me in 30 years, if I'd called the cops on you 40 times, they would still say it's only because his dad's doctor. Somebody's going to say that. Yeah. You know, some idiot sitting in a basement that's jealous of anybody that does anything is going to say that. And I just wondered why. Yeah. That's I mean, I, I, I guess, yeah, I do let the trolls get to me a little bit. What do you think, Morgan? Why do you think he's that way? I mean, I think we've talked about it so much lately and I still can't quite figure it out. I'm like, what is, I mean, you should probably get the help that you, every help that you possibly can get. But I also have other friends that have famous parents. And I think that I've also seen them go through their own struggles with just wanting to be disassociated because they want to be individuals on their own. And I think it's just going to constantly be a battle. But I think you've become more open to the idea. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we're on a podcast, so you let me talk to you. You got a baby, and you're married, yeah. and yeah. so I'm doing this for me because people want to know about my family. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he's the one that they know the least about. Right. They know about Jay. They know about Erica. They yep. know about Avery. They know about London. They mm-hmm. know about Robin. They know yep. about my mother. They know about everybody, but but him. And it's like people assume is you have a problem with Jordan or something. Oh, why I is he? Why oh, is he never around? I didn't even realize it was comments. that extensive. I thought it was more on your. I thought you were known to sort of the Doctor Phil community, the people that oh watch God, you. No. I didn't realize that it was not. Those are the those, those those are the trolls that don't get to me that make me laugh every time. Is you know if I say a bad word or or I don't know anything, and they say I keep, your parents must be so ashamed of you. Those make me laugh because it's like. Where do you think I learned those words? <laughs> hey, if the, you last only time, knew. the last time he was on the show, we were talking about, I think, London or something. Oh, and wow. I was talking to Jay and then Erica, and I came to Jordan, and his comment was, I got nothing. On TV? <laughs> that was all he said. I got nothing. Yeah. Okay. That's how involved he is. Got it. Okay. It's interesting. I mean, I I think they're the stubborn is the that's the word that's sort of the key element. I think that you just sort of want people to see you for you and not for any other reason. But I think that's yeah. also to your point, someone's always going to associate the two of you, and that's not a negative. I think we actually have a great relationship, and I, I think people see him and see like the tattoos and stuff like that, and think. <laughs> That I must like be ashamed of him or something right. or hide him out because like, oh, Dr. Philson has tattoos or something. <laughs> I have your car on my chest. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yep. And you know, nothing could be further from the truth. Right. I mean, I'm proud of everything he does. I've been proud of everything he's ever done since the day he was born, just like you guys are of Roe. Yeah. And you'll see that as each day goes by and she starts to like sit up and yep. turn. And oh, she yep. blows the best spit bubbles. Oh, yeah. yeah she's, those are, exactly. she's doing that well now. It's world class. You know, every parent always says, oh, I can't wait for my kids to have kids. And I think they say that kind of like, oh, you'll see. Yeah. But I actually say it because I can't wait for you to have the joy yeah. that you get from having your own children because they're nothing but joy. They bring you so much joy. It's true. 
when you have kids. And so I don't say it like, oh, wait till you get in the restaurant and they start screaming and you have to get up and leave. Uh, Those things you don't even remember. Well, yeah. I guess apparently I remember that one. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I spent all my life in sports and I've never been nervous on the athletic field. Mm-hmm. But I'm a nervous wreck when Jay or Jordan are playing. Right. You know, I never got nervous when I was playing, but I got nervous when you and your brother were playing. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm just like, you know, is it going to oh. be okay? Is what's going to happen? Are they yeah. going to do well? Are they going to get yeah. hurt? Are they going to... I was always nervous for them, but not for myself. Right. And you'll see. You... Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I think we already can tell. I mean, even just like watching movies and seeing like a baby being like neglected or hurt or crying. I'm like... It's a different feeling for me now. Before, I would have never even, I would have been upset, of course, for a second. But now it just, it hits you deeper, right? I feel yeah, like you're like, totally. your world opens up into a different level of feeling. Yeah, and, and you get sensitive. I, I We were at Nobu recently. Ro was crying or something. I heard you say to the people next to you, we're going to buy your dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I said, lunch is on us. Sorry. She was only crying for like 12 seconds yeah. or something. God. It was stressful. But you worry about what everybody's thinking. She, yeah. And then we took her to the front. Are you less sensitive about it now that you've had the success that you've had? I mean, you read 10,000 comments. Yeah, and I read them. On your current song, and they're all like, oh my God, I I love this. Give me more, give me more, give me more. You got to like- find the one asshole. Yeah, but that was me. That was me that wrote something there. I'll I'll obsess over the one person that that has something negative to say. But I- Everybody does. I don't that. let it ruin my day, but I, I'm definitely less sensitive about it with you. I think the one thing that bothers me, and w- people will just do it now when they watch this to piss me off, but um, is I just don't like being referred to as Dr. Phil's son. Yeah. You can say my name and then say who is also Dr. Phil's son. That doesn't bother me at all. It's just when people refer to me only as that. Or primarily is that. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with who you are. You could be a mechanic and I would still be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I realize that's a burden. You know, I don't think there's anything you could do about that. No. And, I mean, at some point, I hope they'll say, you know, this is Dr. Phil, Jordan McGraw's dad. Right. But I'll probably die before. <laughs> I mean, I'm getting pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that that's took a true. turn, but no. I don't think they mean that in a bad way. No, no. I, no, I I had a realization on the last tour. Do I would do meet and greets, and you know, like hundreds of people would line up and take a picture, and um, you know, like I, I don't know why, but they would get a little nervous to talk to me, and so a lot of people were like, oh, "I love your dad," <laughs> and that doesn't bother me. And, you know, one thing that I realized after meeting a bunch of people who want to meet me and also love you and all of that is that I think a lot of people think that the novelty of you being famous is novel to me. And so they don't mean it in a in a annoying way. They just think it's as exciting to me that you're you as it is to them. Yeah. And it's not that I'm not supportive of you. I just don't care because you're my dad first. And so... um that stopped bothering me a little bit. Um, when people bring signs to the show that say your name on them, that pisses me off. But yeah, um, yeah. But that I, you know, I put those in the category of being antagonizing. I think that that's people just trying to poke at me, and I poke back. Yeah, but you can't give them your power. Mm-mm. No, but I definitely like. I'll definitely go poke that bear. 
I definitely go online and I'll find when somebody says something and I'll be like, oh, really? But I don't feel like you're getting that that much right now. Do you? No. I don't think it's... That's it's not never really- a lot. It's never a lot. It's just... That's just why I've kind of stayed not super far away, but just, yeah, you know. And that's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Totally. So you have a big announcement, right? I do have a big announcement. I'm going back out on tour with the Jonas Brothers. Uh, we start August 20th in Las Vegas at the Park Theater, and it goes through October. And, you know, if everybody buys a bunch of tickets, maybe we'll add more shows. So you're going to be away from Morgan and Roe. Mm. Some. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're going to be in Europe, but you're going to be away some. Yeah. How are you going to handle that? We've already talked about it. And I think we're just going to be very deliberate about me flying back when I have a couple of days and her flying out anytime that it's a weekend or, or I have a couple of days off somewhere more fun for her and Ro to come. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to make a, a real effort. deliberate effort to to see each other more than is probably reasonable. <laughs> and I think also going into this relationship, even prior to Roe, I mean, we knew that was going to be a reality, right? That was always something. He always had what he was doing and I always had what I was doing. And I was never going to be the person that was going to say, we're going to be apart. You can't go on tour. We have a baby. Like that's just, he needs to grow as a human being as do I, so we can continue to grow together. Yeah. And it's more him that I would yeah. worry about. Cause he was on a golf weekend with the guys, what last weekend or the weekend yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. And he's saying, hey, um, I've been gone like two days. Uh, yeah. Is there a way we could get me back home? I think yeah. that was the, the amount of golf more it than was, missing us, that, maybe. And then, you know, she had a stomach ache. And I, I just like, that was the first time that I was like, I felt especially helpless, even though there's nothing I could do to make her stomach feel better. Even if I was home, I was just like, well, I don't want to not, I don't want to not help. There's FaceTime. Yeah. There's FaceTime, and you are going to be in the United States. Right. Yeah. So there's a nonstop flight to everywhere from LA. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Joe and Kevin have kids, obviously. So, exactly. The yeah. Backstage is very, is, you know, it's probably going to be padded. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a very family oriented yeah. group. So you being there with a the baby and yeah. everything would be great. Yeah. Kevin set the bar pretty high last time, the last tour. He would. Yeah, fly. He would fly like sixteen hours for to, like a day or yeah, something for right? the first day of school, and then f- immediately get on a plane and fly back. You know, so that's kind of what I plan on doing. Is just yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I mean, we'll see how we are in the middle of the tour, but I think yeah. I'm not too worried about it. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah, we'll get her some big giant headphones yep. to come watch. Oh yeah, you'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. Okay, now I want to ask some questions that some people just want to ask. Both of you live in town with your in-laws. Yes. <laughs> uh, how's that work? I think we do. Watch it. I think we do a really good job. Yeah. I think we balance it well. Yeah. Um, I think that's a blessing. I think it's nice. I mean, I th- we were just here with Ro the other day. My mom came to see her. We both like our own parents. Yep. So it makes it easy to like each other's parents. Yep. You know. My parents like him more at this point, but... yeah. Her mom and I have an Aperol spritz every time she comes over and yeah. talk shit about her. Yeah. So how do your parents yeah. get along with Jordan? I mean, I think they, I mean, I mean, they don't leave you alone. They yeah. love you. Oh, is Morgan giving you too hard of a time? I mean, they bo- they're always like making sure like everything's okay. Yeah. I think they both really, really, really like him. 
I mean, yeah. I, mean, I love my, them. I don't think my dad spoke this much in 15 years. I yeah. mean, until you came along now, he's like, wants to see, hear the songs. He wants to watch the performances. I mean, when he heard her for the first time, he said, this That's is a, a hit. hit. This is a hit. There's that beat. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so I think they're, yeah. I think they adore him. I think it's great. And I think we see everybody a lot. Yeah. The past two weeks have been hard because Rose been a little bit. Fussy. On her own page. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's helpful too that both sets of parents get along well with each other. Yes. Because we really enjoy your parents. And vice versa. And I was I was quite nervous about that. Not nervous like I didn't think it was going to go well, but I just thought, you know, I guess I thought you were more different than you actually are. I mean, I think as, I mean, most people that I know their parents are not together. You know, I think I'm one of the only per people in my group of friends that parents are together. You guys have been together forever. And I just, yeah, it went way better than I thought it was going to go. I see. I never had a doubt. I know. I think I just because her yeah. mom and mom are pretty much the same. Oh, her she, mom just I mean, has an accent. Just, yeah. And then you and her dad, neither one of you want to be stuck at a cocktail party. No. Yeah. You both That's share that. Sure. So you, you guys, stand in the corner and yeah, and talk about the rest of the room together for hours. Yeah. He and I clicked instantly. Instantly, yeah. I was so I was so happy about yeah, it. it was, I, I really enjoy spending time with him. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it really was. We could not be more lucky with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that helps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that helps a lot. It's yes. got to. Yeah. When your parents found out that you were getting married yes. and you were having a baby yes. and all, what was their first reaction? I think I called my I always think about this. I called my mom when we first found out about Roe. I don't know why I didn't call them together. I think about that all the time, but she screamed and yeah. was I think they were both so happy. And I think they had known throughout the years, as you said, like there was always sort of this lingering effect of like, oh, that was such a nice relationship. You guys had such a good time. You see the family here and there. I think they both I think my dad said we were soulmates the first when you were on tour. He's like, There's yeah. something soulmate about this. Yeah. And I kept and then I reminded you that he said that every day. Every day, yeah. Cause I was like, yeah. This is no way this is happening. But yeah. I have to ask you some questions that I would ask other couples because if I don't, everybody yes. would say, well, why didn't you ask them yes. those questions? It has to do, I guess, with how well you know each other. What's his pet peeve? Oh, my God. I feel like I, mean, I know I he has a lot. There's so a lot. One. I guess, I mean, it is sort of being in an uncomfortable social environment mainly. That's really, like, he does not want to be somewhere that, like, I'm like, please make the effort. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What's her pet peeve? Oh. A lack of planning. She hates, because I'm like, I don't plan a lot. That's a big pet peeve. Like, yeah. I, I'm just like. He's like, what about right now? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. we should do, we should lack have this. Lack of planning. And if you get make anything in the house messy, like if you, the furniture, she would cover the, all of the furniture in plastic. I want to deny okay. that, but I really would. Yeah. yeah. Going back to your question about the you both living in town, I want to make sure things are really balanced and Ro gets to see both grandparents as much as possible. So I want there to be plans in place because you're busy, Robin's busy, my parents have not as much to do, but you know, I want to make sure everyone has their time. So yeah. the no planning kills me. Yeah, see, I'm telling you, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror when oh you're talking God. about these things because you know, Robin will say, are you leaving town? Yeah, when? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, some, yeah. Tomorrow, maybe, I don't know. Ugh. Oh, I told you that. Naden. Now I know there's a tour. At least I know that. Yeah. What's Morgan most proud of? Oh my God. I don't even know what I'm most proud of. You can't be Roe. Um, I think she's most proud of her own work ethic. And I think it's something to be proud of. Like she works harder than anybody that I know, you know, 
did she gives you a run for your money you work all the time she's you really work she's never not thinking about her next move yeah complaining about it too but definitely working yeah. for sure yeah so what's jordan most proud of i think probably this latest bat of success right i mean i feel like the music that you've been creating lately i feel like what you've kind of with the tour and all of that yeah I'm giddy about my my new music. I, I, yeah, I, I feel like this where he is now is what I think you're most proud of. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably right. Yeah, I think that this is feels the most correct. We'll give him a shameless plug. People can go to Spotify, hit that little search magnifying glass, put in Jordan yeah. McGraw, and yeah. click follow, yeah. and they'll find her in the number one slot on your playlist. Totally. And both of you will have Instagram accounts with yes. your name, so they can find you there. Yeah. What's Morgan do when she gets stressed? Oh my God, when am I not stressed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty much the answer. Um, no, I think she uh, she gets busy. Like she she'll she just like won't sit still, and then we'll start asking literally everybody she knows what they think of the situation. That's so true. I clean. And yeah. I think you're the opposite, right? Like you just want to be like in that studio by yourself. If I, if something's wrong or he's stressed about something and I'm like, let's talk about it. What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about it. what's wrong. He's just like, I need, I need a minute. Give me a yeah. second. Let me just work through it myself. And I'm like, fine, fine, fine. Do but it. what, but what happened? How upset are you about it? Yeah. And so then, you're yeah. both right. I mean, what you're saying about the other one is correct. You, yeah. You is that, is that right? Yeah. Don't hold back. Yeah. No, that, totally. She, so yeah. what makes her angry? Ay ay ay. Uh lack of planning. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um I I don't think you get like angry yeah. a lot. Um if someone crosses you or me, it you're very protective. So I think if somebody crosses that line, she goes into protection mode. Yeah. <laughs> she's very protective. And I jump there a little quickly maybe, like if if I feel like somebody's not showing up in the right way, then I'm instantly like, "Well, what's with that person?" Yeah. I think you balance me out in the sense that you're like People are busy. They're not only thinking about us. They have lives. And then I come up with like five examples and then yeah. I get tired and let it die. What's he do when he gets angry? I'm trying to think, what do you get angry about? Not. What? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I, the word angry is throwing me. You don't get very angry. I think we just both get more stressed. Yeah. I don't get super mad. I'm trying to think what makes you angry when I'm messy now. <laughs> She's way messier than That's I not am. true. We have different yeah. definitions of messy. Yeah. So what's he do to chill out? What's his favorite day? If he could just do his favorite day, what would it be? I feel like that involves a lot of Fortnite. I feel like that involves sitting in that theater by yourself, relaxing, ding next to you. Just not wanting to be bothered. Play games, unwind. That's, that's what you want to do. I mean, every time he kind of like sneaks out in the back, like, I'm going to go play my game. I'm like, go play your game. Yeah. Just hanging with the ding. Yeah. The ding. I mean, the ding is basically the fact that the ding's not here right now is such a miss. We should have brought him. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't. Yeah. He had to hold the fort down. Yeah. I think you're definitely somebody that just like quintessential, just like wants to zone out, chill out, do his own thing. What's her favorite day? How does she chill? What's your favorite day? Uh, she might chill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chill. Um, <laughs> She'll put a mask on yeah. and uh, roll calls. She'll call everybody in her phone book and yeah. just like sit in the bed and just talk on the phone and then, you know, like put a show on that she pays no attention to. Yeah, we're very different in that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need a lot more human interaction than you yeah. do. 
So you'll put a TV show on and call people? Oh, 100%. I'm like this, this that person that's just constantly. Or if I'm on the phone, I'm looking at something. Yeah. Multitasker? But not a very good one. No. I just do multiple things, but I don't really, like if I'm, I can't focus on multiple things at once. Yeah. Nobody's good at multitasking. She can't send really? a full text message. She'll, she'll send like half of a text message, do something else. And then five minutes later, you'll get the, like the important part of the text message. Yeah. You can increase your efficiency 40% this year if you stop multitasking. Okay, good. Because I'm going to, because I'm That's ho true. horrible this at is it. A big research project just done on that. Multitasking is a myth. You can increase your productivity 40% if you stop multitasking. Good to know. That's your little known fact about nothing. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. I'm going to do one thing at a time. One phone call. Yeah, right. All right. So, Jordan, tell me something people don't know about Morgan. Oh, my God. I, th I think that most people don't realize how uh, gentle she can be and how, like, sweet she is because... I'm going to cry. Are you crazy? What is going... Okay. Because she's very like loud and you know in your face and not loud in a bad way, but like loud you know her like, her TV loud. personality is very like chatty and busy and um, blunt, yeah. <laughs> and she's actually not that way a lot. You know, more often than not, she's gentle and sweet and pretty huh. even paced. I feel like for you, I feel like people, I mean, I think you kind of set this up, but people don't know how funny you are and how much personality you have. I I'm think the funnier of the two of us. That's, that's inaccurate. And I want to stand by that. But I just think that people, Jordan is such a different person than when people meet him for the first like seven times. He's extremely guarded. He's extremely closed off. He really observes people and is a good judge of character. Whereas I am a terrible judge of character and I think everybody is the best and then three weeks later I'm like I hate that person so I think people don't know how because I think people at first are like he's so quiet she's so loud how does that really work out but I think he's way funnier more engaging than I think people realize because the show when you're on stage that comes out yeah easily but I think just interacting with people you you take you take a second yeah you're very particular we have a pep talk before we go meet my friends. I'm like, be nice today. <laughs> Try to ask them something. Talk about anything. Engage. And then I'm like, hey. Yeah, it's so true. Even uh, close I friends. I have to agree with what you said about each other. Yeah. I think that's true about you. Yeah. And I know it's true about him. It is. It's, uh, yeah. And I think I get sometimes a little frustrated with you because I'm like, but I want people to see this. And then you you just kind of sort of accepted that you're just going to take the shed, this, this yeah. shed the skin at your own pace. So what's in the future for Morgan? All your fans want to know what, what's in the future for you. Hopefully, I mean, I love the shows that I do now and I've, I've loved working at E, but hopefully my own show of some kind, just with no co-hosts, my own thing that really showcases, I guess, all of the different personality traits that he's, ex you know, expressed about me that just sort of an all-encompassing thing that it's me, maybe a talk version that just sort of shows the different levels of depth that I have. That's really my ultimate goal. Uh -huh. That's what I want to do. Do you think that'll be something you do Soon? I do. I think that everything in my career has always been manifested by me. I've always set forth the intentions of the things that I've done. Nothing's ever happened by accident. So I think I've put that out there for a long time. I think it'll come come to fruition. And what's next for you guys as a couple? <laughs> Whew. To ask me in seven pounds. <laughs> I mean, I think once that happens, and I don't know, do you, we go back and forth about another baby. And I think that there's a... Speaking totally honestly, for me, I feel complete with Roe and I feel like 
let's just focus on her being the best person. But then I think we both think, okay, maybe there's time for... Yeah, we, I've, we're the same. We could have another baby, but that's yeah. next for if us. We have, yeah. If we have another baby, it will be soon. It'll be like soon or not at all. And maybe we'll do a project together. Yeah. Yeah, what kind of project? I think we've thrown around some ideas, definitely in the television space because I can't sing and do anything musical. Um, but something that is revolves around us as a couple... Maybe set in a reality reality format, but not about our lives. Yeah, no. Well, there's so much interest in the two of you as a couple. Yeah. I mean, there really is. There's so much interest in the two of you as a couple that I'm telling you, as a television producer with yep. a production company, you could sell that anywhere, anytime, any place because there's such interest in you guys as a couple. And we've talked about it in a not in a reality. Sorry, yeah. I there's didn't mean, the, you couldn't pay me. There's no reality. There's show. not enough money in the world. To have a camera in my private space. Oh, I got that. No, yeah, but we yeah. that would that, that would never happen. But that would mean there can't be somewhere you couldn't go as a couple. No, totally. And yeah. do something as a couple there. Yeah, we would. Yeah, that's. Or what if we, we if we hosted a show together yeah. that was in a personal space, but not like in a personal space, yeah. meaning our dining room or whatever. But not but your personal space. Yeah, yeah. not my no. personal yeah. space. Yeah. yeah, I think that that would that's something that might happen. I don't think that there is a cameraman that would make it out alive. Yeah, well, I agree. if they were following me around. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no. You know, I did the last <laughs> show for the Osbournes with their reality show, their very last show ever was me interviewing them, debriefing them right. for the history of their reality show. Right. And uh, it was a tough road. Yeah, I bet. It was a tough road. So you're going back June 2nd. Yep. Back to both of your shows. Both of my shows and the digital show. So everything full on. I got my schedule two days ago. We both looked at it. I Yeah. So people that maybe haven't known you, that are fascinated by you now, they can yep. find you on Instagram at what? Yeah, at Morgan Stewart. Okay, at Morgan Stewart. Yep. And, and where then, else? Twitter, uh, same thing? Twitter, same thing. It's all the all the platforms are the exact same. And then, yeah, on E, basically at any point. Hey, yeah. something will be yeah. on. E, all the time, yep. wall to wall. Yep. Necessary Realness is my favorite one. Yeah. I'm gonna, yeah. I'll plug that you one. You can plug that? That's yeah. my favorite one that the she YouTube. does. The YouTube. That's show. on YouTube. So there's Daily Pop, Nightly Pop. Yep. And Necessary Realness, and that's on YouTube. Necessary Realness on YouTube. Yep. Okay, so all of those will be on our website, and we'll put them up here. Okay. And people find you where? At Jordan McGraw, everywhere. At Jordan McGraw, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify. Yeah, mm. TikTok. Oh, follow, TikTok? Yeah, TikTok, and they can follow you on Spotify for your new music, right? Mm hmm And they heard that music when we started in. That was your new song, Her. Yep. Mm. And they'll hear it as we bump out here. Yeah, we'll play it like three times in a row, just yeah. make sure they hear it. Yeah, play it three yeah. times in a row so they hear it. <laughs> but they can follow you on uh, Spotify, yeah. so... All right, well, I finally got you to sit down and talk to me by getting Morgan to agree to do this. I'll take so, the cash in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you as a couple. I'll pay you as you go out the door, Morgan. You didn't even have to and, tie uh, me down. I'm yep. really upset that you didn't bring Ding, but uh, we'll show pictures of Ding. He'll yes. get his own episode. Yeah, we'll get his own He's episode. He's a really articulate dog. We'll show pictures of Ding. Yeah. We'll put up some stills of Ding. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks. Hey, super fans, Dr. Phil here. Just a message and a proud dad. My son, Jordan, has a new song out, Her. And you can find it by going to Spotify. Click on that little magnifying glass down there and put in Jordan McGraw. And when the name comes up, just click Follow Jordan and it's in the number one spot on his playlist. It's Her. So go to Spotify, click on, and show your support. It's a great song. I think you're going to love it.